When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back with the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast, part of the Semi-Pro Fantasy Sports Podcast Network, and always a part of the IDP Army. All right, today, folks. Last week, we talked about uh, wide receivers. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of a mess. I, I've got this one a lot more organized than I did last week. So I appreciate you, those of you that listened uh, last week. Um, it, you know, we got to get we got to get those preseason reps in. You know, we got to get the the reps to get us uh, ready for for the season. But today, we're going to talk about running backs, and we have a first round running back in the mix already. I mean, he is going to be probably the highest highest coveted uh, running back since probably Christian McCaffrey to come out in the first round. So, I, I mean, how much more can you be excited than that? But, I mean, first, before we get to all that, let's tailgate. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's July. Let's let's we're getting closer to the season, everybody. I, I appreciate you being here today. I appreciate you listening in. Um, this is gonna be pretty devy heavy podcast, I think. Um, but it's just at, at the same time, we're still preparing for the college football season. We're getting the names out there, we're getting the people you should be watching. So we're just gonna set, you know, this is kind of an open the notebook. Just kind of lay out the pages, and you can come up with your own conclusions. So, like always, I just want to mention this is only running backs. The best 10 are, well, I actually have 11 today, but the best running backs that are draft eligible. So, you're not going to hear Travion Henderson's name. He is the best uh, running back in college football, uh, in my opinion. He's the Ohio State running back. He is not eligible to be drafted until 2024, so we are going to leave him out of the discussion today. But I just want to preface this entire discussion by saying that he is the best uh, college football running back. If you are in a Debbie draft or if you are trying to get into Debbie, he is the name that you need to know. If, if you need a running back, if you want the best running back prospect that you're probably going to get for the next probably three years and probably the best one you're going to get since Jonathan Taylor, even though we weren't completely sure what we were getting with him, uh, he's going to be your guy, um, I, I believe. There's, there's a lot of good running backs to 2024, but... Like Braylon Allen from Wisconsin, not going to be talking about him today, but he is a really great running back for Wisconsin, the next running back in that lineage uh, to to give us some good running backs. So today we are only going to talk about the 2023 uh, draft-eligible running backs, and we're just going to start. Let's just start at the top. Um, 
It's Texas. It's Bijan Robinson from the uh, University of Texas. Now, this is an interesting player here. He's going to go in the first round of the draft. Where that's pretty much set in stone. He would have to really collapse this year under Steve Sarkeesian and uh, the OC. I believe his name's Flood. Um, he would have to completely fall apart this year to, I think, get himself out of the first round equation. So it's been a pretty roller coaster of a ride for Bijan Robinson so far. So freshman year, um, when he was a redshirt freshman, 700 yards, four touchdowns, 109 or 15 receptions, 196 yards, and two touchdowns, which was pretty solid at the time. We all were like, Oh, wow, this guy's going to be the guy we need to watch. We need to pay attention to this guy because he's going to have uh, a pretty special career, which led, to, and then we ended up, you know, having the firing and then of Tom Herman. Then we bring in Steve Sarkeesian from Alabama. And this is where we were going to finally see B. John Robinson, finally see him be his best self at the University of Texas. And what we got last year was kind of a mixed bag. I'm not going to lie to you. So, it was 195 yards, 11 or 195 attempts, 1100 yards, 11 touchdowns, as well as 26 yards or receptions and 295 yards and four touchdowns. So 1400 yards total for scrimmage. Um, it wasn't quite what we were hoping for. I don't think. I think I can speak for everyone out there when we kind of saw what he did his freshman year, and then we were hoping last year would be the heavy work from Bijan Robinson. Um, he was outplayed in some games by the running back on the opposing team. Um, I'm always going to throw it in there. When Oklahoma played Texas, Kennedy Brooks, who went undrafted this past draft, uh, completely outran and outplayed Bijan Robinson in that game. It was a historic collapse from Texas. I highly recommend going back and watching it because it was a fantastic game. But we're here to talk about Bijan Robinson right now. So uh, I – I still think he is the prospect that you're going to want in this upcoming draft. I'm not going to lie. The Jets have been cool slightly. Um, I think we were all kind of expecting him to be the Saquon Barkley of this class. The the guy, that the immediately impactful player that would come in and immediately able to uh, take your team from really bad too really good like Saquon Barkley did for a lot of teams when he was drafted first overall he ended up helping a lot of teams turn their complete dynasty seasons around um when he came into the team I want to cool that down a little bit and it's only because he is still an extremely raw talent for our, uh for Texas and I need to see a little bit more and I think we as a whole need to see a little bit more of those those just cleaning up of the game that we did not see last year. It was a little loosey goosey and it was a little bit just not clean. It was a little rough, too rough in my opinion for Bijan Robinson. And look, he's still the number one guy in this class. He's going to be the number one pick in dynasty drafts next season. He is, depending on his landing spot, he is going to go to a team that is in desperate need of a running back, I assume. Um, I'm looking at you, Houston, trotting out Marlon Mack, trying to fool us, or like Atlanta, even though I think that they're going to go quarterback, so I don't think it would be there. Um, But one of these teams that actually needs a running back, we're not going to have any of this goofy stuff we had this year where the Jets, who already had Michael Carter, decided to take Brees Hall, which is like, damn it, well, Brees Hall – 
Well, it'd have been great on his own, but now you've put him with Michael Carter. So all of the value kind of like Javante Williams, when he come out, came out for that draft, he went to Denver, split time with Melvin Ingram or Melvin Ingram, Melvin Gordon. And we were kind of like, ah, damn, I was really hoping he would get more of the workload here. And he didn't. And I'm afraid that if that happens to Bijan Robinson, it, it's just, it's not going to be good for his fantasy value. Obviously, I don't need to tell you that, but I just think that he needs to be by himself. He needs to be the guy. Um, what's scary about this is first-round running backs usually go to bad teams, and those teams usually stay bad. Uh, look at McCaffrey, for example. Look at the Giants with Barkley, for example. They took those running backs high. Those teams have been stinkers ever since. Now, that's not totally their fault. Um, they also have not drafted very well. They've gotten quarterbacks that have not really – been able to shape up and make that offense, you know, really hum. But, you know, still, it, it, it does not bode well for Bijan Robinson as far as the team being good. But he can overcome. So I've spent entirely too long on one player. But I just want – we're going to go into this next season, and he is going to be put up on a pedestal. And you all are going to understand what I'm talking about now, then, when it's going to be like, this is the best player since blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's shades of Marshawn Lynch. I just I just want to give you all the the, the, the slight disclaimer I think that everybody needs with B. John Robinson. It's just slight disclaimer. That's all. I, I'm not saying not to draft him. I'm not even saying that you have to be down on him. I mean, I'm excited for him going into the season. I'm excited to see what he does. See Sarkeesian here too. I'm excited for that wholeheartedly. I just need to see him clean it up a little bit. That's all. That's all. So, Bijan Robinson, firmly at the number one spot in this draft. He is not going to lose it. I, I'm very comfortable saying that. Last year, we kind of went in thinking, oh, is it going to be Isaiah Spiller? Is it going to be Brees Hall? Is it going to be uh, – well, I didn't even know Kenneth Walker was going to be that guy, but you know, he ended up being that guy. Um, we didn't really know. It was kind of a mystery. Everybody was like, oh, it's definitely a second-round running back in this class. There's no first round. This guy is first round. This guy is premier. This guy would have been the first running back taken last year. That would have 1000% been the case. So don't want anybody to lose sight of that. Bijan Robinson is the guy. Okay, moving on. We won't spend as much time with everybody else, but he is the premier guy in this class. And so he is the one you need to know the most because he is the guy. If you're if you, you know, have you're holding on to those 2023 first round picks and you're like, man, I'm really hoping some of these hit and you get the first pick. I just happen by chance to get the first round pick, first pick overall in next draft. B. John Robinson is going to be your guy. So I just need you to know what you're going in and looking for when you're looking at his game because the stats are good, good, but they could have been better. And I just need you to know that if you go into this, you need to be able to see that he could have been better, but he's still good. He's a lot of raw talent. He still is going to kind of depend a little bit on where he goes, but he is going to be the alpha wherever he goes. So just a guy that you need to watch out for. Okay. On to number two. So from here on out, these are all guys that honestly a lot of other analysts have flip-flopped all sorts of ways. So it, I'm not saying there's any consensus to any of this, but this is just my opinion going into it. And that starts with Jameer Gibbs. Um, so he played at Georgia Tech, a historical running team. That's all he did is run there. Um, he transferred to Alabama to take over for Brian Robinson. So there has been talk that maybe he would not be the starter for Georgia Tech or for, for Alabama this coming season. I have heard that talk and whispered. And if that's the case, maybe he can be a little bit or should be a little bit lower down on this list. 
But he's playing – if he is the guy and he is playing with Bryce Young in that offense, then I don't really see how you can hate on him. So 5'11", 200 pounds, uh, coming from Georgia Tech. Last season, 12 games played, 143 attempts, 746 yards, four touchdowns, 35 receptions, 465 yards, and two touchdowns. So as you can kind of see what I'm getting at here – it's not necessarily that it's just his running that you're going to be believing in, but it also is going to be the passing. He is in a new offense, so he's going to take. It may take a little time to adjust, but I trust Nick Saban as should you. He has put out some plenty of good running backs in the past, and this will just be the next one and the latest one in his line of amazing running backs. I mean, we didn't really know what we were going to get with Brian Robinson. We still don't. Uh, looks like he's maybe the goal line back for Washington this next season. So. That was kind of a disappointing story. But honestly, there was flaws in, B- in Brian Robinson's game that we weren't sure of. So we kind of just you know, had to take that with a grain of salt anyway. But Jameer Gibbs, now he's only he's played on Georgia Tech, and now he's going to play on Alabama. So it, there's a little bit of mystery there that just has me intrigued enough to think that this guy could vault up. Because you know, if you're playing at Georgia Tech and now you're playing at Alabama, obviously your stock's going to rise. And I think that based on how Nick Saban has been able to put team or players in the NFL and put people in the best positions to play, and if he is the featured back, I mean, he's going to be playing at the end of the season. He's going to be in the playoff game. He's going to potentially be in the national championship. And those are high-profile games. That's what gets people excited. I mean, hell, Trey Sermon ended up uh, a third-round running back in the NFL, and then he was a pretty high sleeper pick for most people in most drafts almost exclusively based on what he did in the uh, Big Ten Championship and then what he did in the playoff game because he was a very useful part of both of those games behind Justin Fields, and we were just excited to get him. So this is what I'm saying is potential for Jameer Gibbs. Now, Jameer Gibbs, I think, is a little bit – well, a little bit. I think he's a lot more talented than Trey Sermon, but I think that this is just simply a guy that we need to keep our finger on because – if you're watching Alabama, you're going to see their offense be good. He is a guy that we need to keep our uh, the finger of the pulse on. And so Jameer Gibbs is number two. On to number three, we're going with Sean Tucker, 5'10", uh, 210 pounds out of Syracuse. Now, I know what you're thinking to yourself. Sean Tucker, that's interesting. Um, he still says he's a freshman. Yes, he was able to take advantage of the COVID year in 2020, so it didn't count as his year. Last year was his technical Fred red shirt freshman year. Um, and then 2022, we'll see what he can do. But last year, I mean, these numbers are going to make you bananas anyway. 246 rushing attempts, 1,496 yards, so just shy of 1,500. 12 touchdowns, 20 receptions, 255 yards, and also two receiving touchdowns. Now, he is the complete package, in my opinion. So you're getting a guy that has done and shown exactly what he's needed to thus far. And the ACC is not a bad conference. It's it's one of those things where, you know, you think that just because he's playing teams like Ohio, Rutgers, Albany, like those are bad, bad games. But like against Boston College last year, for example, 26 rushes, 207 yards. Like we can take that to the bank against Clemson. A very vaunted defense, in my opinion. 22 rushes, 107, 157 yards. Um, like that, this guy can do all of the things that you need him to do at the next level, and he's only going to be um, a freshman this year, technically, by the weird 
ways that the uh, the the NCA does their rules. Now it wasn't his fault the pandemic pandemic year didn't count, um, and then he did get a redshirt year. So this year will be his freshman year technically, but he is a very proficient runner, a guy that we need to be paying attention to coming out of Syracuse. I'm not saying that's a small school or anything; it's definitely not. Um, but he has shown that he has the ability to rush well against good defenses. And I think that moving forward, we can definitely see him make a good potential move. I would still think we're talking second round here. Jameer Gibbs, I think could be in the first round based on just simply how things go, but I'm, I'm interested, very interested to see what um, Sean Tucker is able to do at Syracuse this year against that ACC competition. It's going to be very strong um, on to number four. And we're talking Zach Evans. So Zach Evans was at TCU the last couple of years. Highly underutilized player, by the way. I, I don't want to shortcut that at all. Um, last year, he only played six games, 92 rushes, 648 yards, five touchdowns. He also had a couple receptions, like 10 receptions or so, 130 yards and one touchdown receiving. Um, highly unutilized player at TCU, which is why he transferred to Old Miss. So he is going to be under Lane Kiffin now. He's going to get that bump. Um, he also gets new quarterback Jackson Dart, who transferred from USC. Uh, Lane Kiffin has done the fantasy football version of making his own college football team. He has taken players that were discarded by their teams. Well, Zach Evans was not discarded by TCU. Let's make that 100% clear. He <laughs> he wanted an upgrade to boost his stock because he was being underutilized at TCU. But let's get the metrics out there. He's 5'11", 195 pounds. Um, he's going to be a uh, redshirt sophomore going into this year, so he'll be around 20 when he is playing this season. Um, I, I don't think he has a lot to prove. He was a five-star coming out of uh, high school. He was he was a very highly coveted prospect. It was kind of bananas at the time that he picked TCU, but also I understood it, I guess, in a way, because it's like you wanted to bring that back. You know, LaDainian Tomlinson – historic TCU Horn Frog. Maybe Zach Evans wanted to, you know, build a legacy like that. I don't know. I, I, I'm just speculating by saying that. I don't know. But he picked TCU. That's where he chose to go to school for the first two years. It did not go particularly well. It's not necessarily at his fault. That team was bad, and it just was. And it, and we all can appreciate Gary Patterson and what he did for, that, uh, for the TCU program over the years. And he definitely had some really good teams coming out of there. It just wasn't it for Zach Evans. And I can understand what he was thinking. Uh, Ole Miss just lost their entire offense to the draft, so they needed to reload. Zach Evans needed a place to go. Lane Kiffin does put players into the NFL. Now, we can argue whether those players have been successful or not. I don't uh, don't mind that argument um, at all if you wanted to go that route. But Zach Evans, a little bit of mystery this year because he'll be with Ole Miss. He's never played with Jackson Dart before. This will be a new offense for him, new offensive line. Um, but I do believe that with the players they have, he is going to be able to excel in that offense. And honestly, Ole Miss kind of used a a little bit of a, a, a platoon last season. So um, I think Zach Evans will have a good shot at making an impact there right away. And like I said, Transfer quarterback or transfer running back. We don't exactly know what we're going to get. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, on to number five. This is one of my favorite players in this draft, and that's Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. Uh, he's 6'1", 222 pounds, 21 years old. Chef's kiss. Again, I'll, I'll give it a double chef's kiss. Those are great, great metrics coming in for a running back. 6'1", 220 pounds. Are you kidding me? Almost all running backs that come in with those metrics end up doing well at the next level. It's just it's science, and it's been how it's been. So Zach Charbonnet started out at Michigan a couple years ago, and he decided to transfer to UCLA um, his junior year. We all thought, I thought for sure that he was going to come out this past draft. He was totally eligible. He would have been one of the best running backs drafted, but he decided to go back to school. And, okay, I, I guess we'll see what he can do. Uh, Chip Kelly's still down there at UCLA, so we'll see exactly what he can do. But he had... 203 rushing attempts, 1,137 yards, 13 touchdowns on the ground, 24 receptions, 197 yards, zero touchdowns through receiving. Um, at Michigan, he was pretty well benched um, by Jim Harbaugh there. Uh, I don't fully get what he was doing. I don't understand. Jack, Zach Charbonnet was a great running back there, but I understand he needed a fresh start, so he went to UCLA. I thought he personally did enough last season to get a big bump in go into the draft with a full head of steam. He didn't agree. I, okay. I can't blame him for that, I guess. You know, that's that's completely understandable. And a lot of people um, – and I okay, I will preface it by saying the 2020 season was COVID. He only played five games. It's not that he was necessarily underutilized, but he wasn't able to show exactly what he could do and he was not exactly happy with how things were going at Michigan when he transferred. So I just want it to be stated for the audience that I think Zach Charbonnet could potentially be the second best running back in this class. I, I would love to see exactly how this season plays out for UCLA. It's 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 was not exactly what they wanted to happen last season, but it also wasn't bad. I think he'll get a lot more opportunity. And literally, I, I mean, he could probably boost his stock a little bit, but not. I don't think – substantially so i am kind of interested to see exactly what that means for him at the next level but again great college football player zach charbonnet i cannot wait to see what he does all right on to number six that's mr tank bigsby from auburn if we all remember last year joe tried to buy a tanks bigsby jersey and he was scammed out of his money it was hilarious happened on the podcast i appreciated him for doing that but he never got that tank tank bigsby jersey however you may be buying a tank bigsby jersey for your nfl team six foot 200 pounds would love to see him bulk up a slight bit uh plays at the university of auburn 
I think it's just Auburn University. I don't know why I say I, every every school I say University of blank, and it's not always that way. I don't know why I do that. Anywho, 223 attempts last season, thousand yards on the ground, 10 touchdowns, 20 receptions through the air, 184 yards, zero touchdowns. We can blame the efficiency a little bit. We can blame game smarts a little bit. If if you don't, if you if you're wondering what I'm talking about, go watch his highlights against Alabama last season when he did not know what was going on in the game. Apparently it it, it blanked his mind and he ran out of the bounds and stopped the clock and it gave Alabama the ball back. If he would have stayed in bounds, the clock would have ran and most likely Auburn goes on to beat the university of Alabama. And it would have been one of the best upsets, but thanks big tank Bigsby is the one to kind of blame for what happened there. But Fresh, clean slate this season. Um, the 4.9 yards per rush average kind of bugs me a smidge. I would love to see him get a better better thing going. The defenses in the SEC are pretty usually good at run defense, so the fact that he was able to break through and almost get to 1,100 yards is still special. It's nothing to sneeze at. Um, I just think I want to see a little bit more from him. And honestly, I think that he – Think he knows that as well. He's another one of these players where if he completely busts out this year, if he proves that he is the guy, like he is the one guy that you cannot do anything about, I think he he can boost himself up a little bit too. But for now, we're going to start him out at number six, way of the road. All right, number seven, Travis Die from USC. So Travis Die, 5'10", 200 pounds, uh, was a player at Oregon last season. Um, he was very good at the University of Oregon. Um, CJ Verdell was the guy at Oregon before Travis died. They were kind of doing a split uh, backfield situation until CJ Verdell got hurt. CJ Verdell, the hero of beating Ohio State last season. Um, Travis Dye was kind of the, the second note player there. And then as soon as CJ Verdell got hurt, Travis Dye comes out and he was able to bust out. So let's start out with the bad part of Travis Dye. And that is. He is in his fifth year of college football. He is going to be 23 years old when he comes out. That is a little concerning to most dynasty players. And I can, you know, I personally agree. There is a a lot to be scared of when you have a 23 year old um, running back when he's already gotten 521 attempts so far. You could probably at least add another 200 this season based on what he's able to do it's a little, it's scary. It's scary, but let's say, let's go for the good first. So last season at Oregon, 211 attempts, 1200 yards rushing, 16 touchdowns on the ground, uh, 46 receptions, 400 yards and two receiving touchdowns through the air. He did it all for Oregon last season. And for, for that, I think we can all appreciate him being exactly who you would want on your team based on those stats. You can see that is, that is the year that you need to have at that position. However, this year he decided to go to USC and play for Lincoln Riley and play, you know, with Caleb Williams. Travis Dye's stock is going to explode. I'm starting him at number seven because I still need to see that offense click completely. I saw what Lincoln Riley did last year. Sure, we can go over through all, all the conspiracy theories of him tanking the offense last season and ruining Spencer Rattler's career. We can go through those until the cows come home. Still need to see it. Still need to see that he is serious and keeping the offense um, 
perfect because the running backs, for example, were one of the parts of the offense that were heavily lacking last season. Kennedy Brooks usage was bizarre to say the least. Um, we don't know exactly what, what this offense is going to look like. And for that reason, I can't put him any higher than number seven. Also being 23 years old, already having a lot of mileage on you is a very scary thought. He could potentially have 700 carries coming out of college. That's a little nerve wracking. It's not quite Jonathan Taylor, but it's still a little nerve wracking to be perfectly honest with you. So uh, we'll burst through these last couple because uh, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad with all of them. So Devin, the chain, Texas A&M, 5'9", 185 pounds. He's pretty small. He's pretty small. Um, he also played a side. Uh, C- it's not CJ Spiller, Isaiah Spiller last season. Um, he was very effective, 130 rushes, 900 yards, nine touchdowns, uh, 24 receptions, 261 yards, and one touchdown. It was a split backfield. I would argue that he was the better running back to Isaiah Spiller last season. I don't think Isaiah Spiller was necessarily used correctly, but – I definitely can attest that Devin Achain um, was the better running back last season. I will say this. I think there's a chance Devin Achain comes back uh, after the season. He's just going to be eligible this year. So if he has a monster crazy year, then there's a good chance he may come out. Texas A&M, heavy running team. So there's a good chance that they could be using that to their advantage. Number nine, Chris Rodriguez from Kentucky, 5'10", 224 pounds. Those, that, that 220 we love that weight in a running back. That, uh, that is a very strong. So the reason that he, I have him down on this list, this is his fifth year. It, like it's the Travis Dye situation. He has not left Kentucky. Uh, last year, 225 attempts, 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. Uh, my problem with him is A, fifth year. B, he's not much of a catcher. He had 30, 13 receptions, 61 yards, and three touchdowns, which three touchdowns, eh, whatever. It was at the goal line. He doesn't catch the ball. That, that's a huge part to play when you're coming into um, the NFL. I do like him as a rusher, but I'm afraid that it's going to be a more Brian Robinson type situation than you know a guy that can do both like Brees Hall was last season. That's a, it's concerning to me a little bit. Uh, number ten is Muhammad Ibrahim from Minnesota. This is a tragic story. <laughs> tragic story. So five ten, two hundred and ten pounds, and you could probably guess it. This is his fifth year. In the uh, college football, he'll be 23 going in the draft. He is an actual senior this season. He, well, redshirt senior technically uh, because of the year that he had. So he has been solid most of his career. He started out as a freshman, 1,100 yards on the ground, 200 attempts. Uh, second year, 2019, 1,100, you know, 114 attempts, 600 yards, seven touchdowns. It wasn't as great, but 2020 when there was the pandemic year, seven games played, mind you, 200 yards. 1,000 or 200 attempts, 1,000 yards rushing, 15 touchdowns. He was an absolute freak last year, or the 2020. And so last year going into the season, we all thought, okay, this is it. He is going to be amazing. He is going to be incredible. Comes out his first game, 30 attempts in this game, 163 yards, two touchdowns, and then he tears his Achilles. And... It was uh it was a pretty brutal injury and it's somebody that it's something that I'm not 100% sure if he can come back 100% from. Um, it's tough to come back from those honestly. Uh, we're gonna have to see it this year. I don't doubt that he's not gonna be in full health, but what is full health when you're coming back from an injury like that? It's pretty tough, and I just need to see it from him. Makes me a little nervous. 
Um, but I'm I believing in Muhammad Ibrahim. I really hope that he is able to come through. Um, so that's the top ten. I'll give you the 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 bonus, and this is the guy that is the biggest mystery of this draft, and that's Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State. He's five six, one hundred and seventy six pounds, and you might be saying to yourself, "Holy shit, that's small." You're not wrong. Um, here's the thing, though. So last season, um, in his uh, sophomore season, 235 attempts, 1,400 yards, 18 touchdowns, 49 receptions, 468 yards uh, pass or receiving, and four touchdowns. So that's a whopping 1,800 yards and 22 touchdowns on 287 or 84 touches. Oh man. Wow. Okay. So I'm not, he's five, six, 176 pounds. It, it, it's kind of hard to quantify exactly what that's going to mean at the next level. I'm not positive. He is extremely small, but he's extremely effective. He's very quick, very twitchy. He's a guy that is going to keep your defense on their toes. Um, I am interested to see what he's able to do. It, Kansas State always feels like they have these dudes where they just kind of are are kind of like I don't know it's hard to quantify what they are, um, but it's hard for me to be excited about it coming out. It, it's just the size is is just unheard of. It's unheard of to be good at the next level. Now here is the thing. Guess who else went to Kansas State? Darren Sproles. Guess who else was 5'6"? Darren Sproles. I just want to keep it out there. I, I, I'm I'm going to let everybody else fill in the blanks there. I'm going to let everybody else under, uh, trying to understand what I'm saying. Were we scared of Darren Sproles? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Was he effective at the NFL level? Mm-hmm. Sure was. Just going to throw it out there. That's all. That's all. Just going to throw it out there. Just going to let you all – you all can – you know, I'm just – Telling you where the water is. You can go drink if you want to. Just saying. So he's number 11, uh, Deuce Vaughn. Very excited about him. Uh, the, just to quickly recap, because I know I'm gone a little bit longer than I usually like to, because I usually have to keep it about 30 minutes. Um, the one guy you're going to want from this class is B. John Robinson. The rest of these guys have a lot to prove. There is a couple of these guys, I think, that are very good candidates to come back for their senior seasons or their junior seasons in some cases, because there's a lot of redshirt sophomores running around out there. So that is something to monitor. Zach Charbonnet last year surprised the hell out of all of us th- saying that he was going to go back to school. We all thought for sure he was going to come out. So that like, that's the kind of thing where you just don't know. And so to get excited about any of these guys in particular is a little, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Bijan Robinson is 1,000% coming out. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Jameer Gibbs, you could probably take that to the bank that he's going to come out. Um, a lot of these fifth-year guys, are definitely going to come out next season. And I don't want to th- like, this shouldn't scare you off necessarily. Not Najee Harris was 23 when he came out. Did you all say no to Najee Harris? No, you didn't. He was still good. Taking in the first round. Still great. Still good going into this season. He's 24. Like he's, he's old dynasty perspective though. The, the ages always kind of scare people. I'm just saying it's something to monitor this year. If you need to make sure these players are playing at a level that you consider, you know, great. And I just, you know, taking you through and taking you on the path. So that is where we're going to, where we're going to leave it. That's where we're going to stop. We're going to leave it 
at those 11 names to go into the season. Now, that's not saying that somebody's going to come out of nowhere and shock us all. Sure, I'm willing to listen. But for right now, that is the notebook that we have down, everybody. And I just want you to know the running backs going into 2023. So next week, we're going to be talking about quarterbacks. There is a couple in this draft you might like. There might be six in this go in the first round. That would be shocking, but not necessarily if you follow this podcast through the entire college football season. This season, I will be bringing you college football coverage every week. I will be talking about every player that you need to know going into the 2023 draft. We're going to be keeping up with. We're going to do kind of like a um, a power ranking system, kind of bringing, you know, oh, this player played bad, so we're going to bring him down. Oh, we're this player is coming out of nowhere. We're going to boost him up. We're going to be doing that the whole season. This is an open notebook for everybody to get ready for their drafts coming in 2023. So it's only July, but draft season's right around the corner. So thank you so much for watching today. I appreciate it. Have a great rest of your This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.